Welcome back to Turf Show Times, the podcast, the instant reaction show. I'm Kenneth Arthur, and I'm talking fast because I really just want to get to the show. With me, as always, Chris Daniel, J.B. Scott. We're talking about the Rams and instant reaction. Of course, 24-9 loss to the 49ers, but even a 15-point point gap feels generous given the way that the games felt. Uh, it just felt a little bit hard to expect the Rams to be able to score points or uh, as at a certain point in the game. So when the Rams were needing some big play to happen, to change the way that the, the tide, I suppose you could say they were just needing one play there in the fourth quarter. Maybe then the momentum, the shift, whatever you want to call it could have happened, but that momentum already in the favor of the 49ers just shifted even harder that way. Um, in the fourth quarter and given the way that the Rams have played really for most of the season and given the way that they lost in week one to the bills um, and given the previous six regular season losses to the 49ers, including 31 to 10 last season, um, it, it's hard not to conjure up those memories of, you know, the Rams can play quite poorly sometimes. And so it's uh, a very interesting feeling this time. It feels much worse and different than the week one against the Bills um, for uh, various reasons. But let me start with uh, you, Chris, with this game here. Um, as, as you've said, 24 to 9, um, you, tell me a little bit more. Tell me and us, the audience, um, what it is about the 49ers that they can just keep on attacking the Rams the same way time after time and have success. So, I mean, when you've beaten the team six out of seven times, right? It, you, you know what they do and you know how to defeat what they do. And the whole, the whole fan base, everybody knows slants, 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 toss. That's what we're going to see when we see the 49ers. And for some reason, the, I, the defensive backs are still getting taught to line up. Just give them a free release for the slant. Just give it to them. Just give it to them. Bobby Wagner, I thought, Bob, I thought we were going to see a much more physical defense. We got out physical. Um, to, to my surprise, I did not expect to get out physical. I thought that we were going to be able to carry some of that oomph that we had against them last year in the playoffs. I thought we were going to be able to carry that over. And we played them physical even in the regular season finale. We were still physical with them. This was not that. Yeah, it was um, you, you talk about Bobby Wagner and one of my first memories is Bobby Wagner uh, having that goal line tackle you know, right there at the goal line um, where you're thinking, okay, maybe this is the defense waking up and standing up in these moments, the key moments, even if they, you know, were matriculated down the field by the other team, um, at least, you know, okay, this, this is their talented players on this defense that were, you know, brought up throughout the game, maybe, you know, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner, but then the totality of the night, uh, it eventually led to, you know, the 49ers being able to do a lot more of what they wanted on offense as opposed to the Rams. JB, you know, what was your initial 
takeaway from this game, the thing that was at the front of your mind as as just sort of we were all witnessing uh, this game going in one direction and one direction only? Yeah, I understand what Chris is saying that, you know, how much of a surprise is it that the 49ers, the majority of their passes were going over the middle of the field? Um, you know, the Rams had to see it coming and, you know, Bobby Wagner, Ernest Jones, they just didn't force a lot of completions on that middle area of the field. And that's disappointing. But at the end of the day, the defense gave up 17 points. And, you know, the Rams offense should expect to be able to put up more than that. And you had those trips to the red zone, a ton of incomplete passes in that red area, didn't even really have a threat of running the football. And that's what it boils down to. The 49ers executed in the red zone and within the, within the 20 yard line and the Rams didn't. So uh, I'm not too sympathetic to Matthew Stafford, where you knew coming into this game, the offensive line would be a problem. David Edwards has ruled out more than 48 hours ago with a concussion. Uh, I understand Coleman Shelton, you weren't expecting him to go down, but Jeremiah Cologne stepped in. I didn't really think he was a glaring weakness in the middle of the offensive line, but uh, whenever, I don't know exactly what Matthew Stafford's stat line was on the goal line, but maybe like one of five and he even threw, maybe had one or two turnover worthy type plays down on the goal line. So very, like, I don't, that's very discouraging to me in that performance. And whenever you don't score a touchdown on offense, it boils down to quarterback play. And, you know, I had friends over watching the game. Whenever Robbie Gold missed that field goal, Rams were down eight. I said, I just have a feeling a Matthew Stafford turnover is coming. It's going to be backbreaking. And then, you know, just because you've thrown to Cooper Cup the entire game, they haven't really distributed the wealth. You know, Hafanga makes a great play, keys on Tyler Higby, and returns it back for six points. So that's when the game was effectively over. And I just kind of had a feeling it was coming. I don't really know, but maybe you guys feel the same way. Maybe you don't. Yeah, you know, at one point in the game, and I don't think they ever got back into the red zone. So basically, these are their red zone plays tonight. I tweeted out, you know, these are all the plays that the Rams run in the red zone. False start, sack. Then they had an 11-yard run by Brandon Powell. No running back uh, had a run longer than eight yards. Pass to Cooper Cup, lost two yards. Incomplete, incomplete. Run, lost three yards. Incomplete, 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 which was basically the dropped interception in the end zone by the 49ers. And it wasn't the only dropped interception of the night by the 49ers. So Stafford threw the one pick six to Hafunga. He might have thrown three interceptions. He might have thrown four, you know, and it's uh, it's it's definitely got to be a concern, um, especially given the amount of resources that the Rams have invested in wide receiver, uh, that it doesn't seem like there's a single other receiver on the team that McVay or Stafford's trust right now other than Cooper Cup. Chris, what are your thoughts on the you know distribution at this point? I think um, I think the the fact that Tyler Higby is being forced to have a career year is a bad thing. Nobody's stepping up outside of from a from a wide from a ball a, a ball catching a receiver perspective. You know, we're fired up about Skarra to get fullback, right? But, I mean, we're not overly enthused about him at wide receiver. Allen Robinson has been a huge disappointment this season. I'm, I'm trying to find the stats because I don't believe the stats that I have. Um, I have seven catches on the season for 88 yards and a touchdown. I don't – I can't believe that those are the actual right numbers, but if they are, 
he committed highway robbery. We're, why would Odell come back? Why? Yeah. They said yeah. they touched on that during the game. I'm sorry. They touched on that during the game. Sean McVay said, hey, we have to stay competitive. We have to stay in this. So he wants to come back. Why do you want to come back right now? <laughs> no, it's uh no, I was just going to say, uh, I think the updated number uh, after tonight is uh, nine catches for 95 yards. Uh, so, you know, uh, and he's been targeted, I think, uh, 19 times or something like that, about 19 times through four games. And so those are always questions uh, that I don't have, you know, it's hard to get direct answers for, but you're saying, is this a Stafford thing? Is this a Robinson thing? It seems like it's, you know, maybe more about the receivers, you know, not being able to get open and, and not being able to, you know, create opportunities or to be ready for those opportunities, not to, you know, dismiss Stafford's part of the blame either. You know, I definitely am not want to imply that, but we've seen Sean McVay have success many times before, you know, the 2018 season with Jared Goff, I mean, really showed, Hey, you know, there are ways for the Rams to be the number one offense in the NFL. And maybe they don't have the best quarterback or a top 10 quarterback under center. Um, but they have uh, ways of doing things and, and, you know, the strong running game, which we'll get to as well. And always with McVay, it was like, not just two receivers, but three number one receivers. And now it's like, wow, well, what do you do when the offense can't run the football? And they, instead of having three wide receivers uh, like Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks and Sammy Watkins and, you know, it's I just can't expect that there's going to be a huge change because Van Jefferson is added back into the offense. Um, and so it's kind of interesting just to see that McVay being the offensive genius uh, that he's been regarded as and definitely deserves credit for. It's uh, kind of interesting here that the team that just won the Super Bowl um, just isn't that competitive against a very familiar opponent who had some of their own issues going into the game as well. And, you know, and so that's kind of where it's like, well, what, where's the solution coming from JB? Do you see any, you know, opportunities for the Rams? You know, we talk, everybody talks about OBJ, but I'm almost at the point of with Chris, it's just a kind of a moot point at this moment. Um, So is there anything internally to hope for with improving the Rams offense? Yeah, I've been saying kind of tongue-in-cheek is my intention for the last couple of weeks that, you know, Tyler Higgy's been wide receiver number two. And, you know, I say it mostly to stir the pot, but after tonight, it's absolutely 100% true. And Allen Robinson, you know, he's been decent getting separation on those, you know, quick outbreaking routes or really short type routes. You know, he's effective on the goal line, but only when you're maybe like two yards in. And when you're downfield, guys are on him like glue. He just – he has no separation, and it's really troubling to see – I don't know, and, you know, Tutu Atwell was inactive tonight, but you're telling me that either he or Lane can't run a route and get more separation and man-to-man coverage. I really have a hard time believing it. You know, the Rams just kind of miss an element of speed. I think, you know, shame on the Rams coaches for not getting Tutu Atwell ready to play. Shame on them for not developing his route tree beyond more than just a deep route. You know, he'd be so good. We saw in the preseason last year where defensive backs were so scared of his speed they played 10 yards off the off the line of scrimmage. You know, Atwell would catch a five-yard pass. 
he would be, you know, that's something in your offense you don't even have right now, uh, just because the ball's either going to Cup or Higby. So definitely, I'm not sure what the Rams have option-wise. If you're out of contention or you're a 500-type team, you know, OBJ, he might be, you know, he has kind of, he's attracted to shiny objects. He might not be interested in coming to your team. And, you know, you're, this looks more like a 500 team than a, a Super Bowl contender. This offense is scary. Cooper Cup got an extension this offseason. Matthew Stafford got an extension this offseason. Allen Robinson got that big contract. This is the Rams passing attack for the foreseeable future. And, you know, Van Jefferson's a free agent after next year. So you might not like what you see, but this is probably going to be it for a while. Uh, makes me kind of want to vomit a little bit, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of vomit, I will have to compliment the 49ers. So uh, get the bags ready. It's not necessarily, you know, it's just an observation, not even a compliment. But the 49ers came in number one defense, number one in points allowed, number one in yards allowed, number one in yards per carry allowed, number one in passing yards allowed. Um, they've faced Justin Fields, which was probably beneficial. They face Geno Smith, who's played better since facing the 49ers. So it's kind of like, I don't know, is that, uh, did they do a good job on Geno Smith or is that just Geno Smith? And then they faced Russell Wilson in week three and they've given up 19 points, seven points, 11 points and nine points. It's like kind of interesting. Uh, given the reputation that the 49ers had going into the season, you know, uh, with Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, and I've seen Hufunga. Um, Chris, do you think that the Rams maybe just face the best defense in the NFL? Is that like, you know, it's one thing to know that the 49ers always beat the Rams and do the right thing anyway. Uh, did you see a special defense out there? Uh, so, yeah, they, they did just face the number one defense in the league. I alluded to that in uh, one of the betting articles or something. Like when you look at the 49ers statistics, you see a lot of ones, a lot of firsts by their defense statistics. And you made a good point, though. They haven't faced to this point top tier offenses, top tier quarterbacks. Russell Wilson hasn't got it going yet in, in Denver. So, yeah, we did just play a defense that is legitimately one of the best in the league but then also on top of that we're facing a defense that just gives us problems so you combine the fact that they are legitimately good with the fact that they are legitimately good against us and it was a bad recipe you look at the trenches it was a mismatch it was a mismatch and if you have mismatches in the trenches like that it's going to be a bad day, especially when you're trying to look for stuff downfield. And we're not seeing it. We're not We're not getting the time, that's for sure. Matthew Stafford, what was he, sacked seven times today? Seven times today, 16 on the season. Uh, most of those coming against the Bills and the 49ers. Um, it's, it's just like JB said, like this is kind of our offense right now. Um, it's going to be nice to, to, to see us perform against a non-49ers team to, get, to hopefully try to get this taste out of our mouth. But it's not the, it's not the high-scoring offense that, we're, that we've been accustomed to, that we maybe have taken for granted a little bit. This is more of a grind-your-teeth-to-watch-the-game type of offense. Please defense tackle in the open field. This is kind of what we're dealing with right now. But just like you texted me earlier, at least we got Matt Gay. 
<laughs> it was, uh, you know, at first I thought, okay, this is good to have uh, your kicker who makes all the kicks. And that is something that, you know, maybe I just forget sometimes, you know, some teams have kicking struggles, although I will say kickers are amazing. Now, anytime there's any, like a story about a guy missing a PAT or something, it stands out because nobody misses anymore. Uh, even from 50, 60, a lot of the misses are like from 60. So it's like such a different game now, but I was thinking, you know, okay, great. Well, the Rams are getting some points, but then in the red zone, it was like, no, you got to score touchdowns. Also, you know, you get, can't just have these three, you know, this box score, three points in the first quarter, three points in the second quarter, three points in the third quarter. You know, it's not surprising when there's only zero in the uh, fourth quarter um, and the Rams with their two lead backs, 15 carries for 40 yards and a long of seven. And, you know, the, the offensive line, the running backs, the point with the running backs, maybe is like maybe Christian McCaffrey couldn't do better on a night like tonight, but obviously the Rams would have a different element at running back if they did have somebody like Christian McCaffrey just per se um, not you know and that's just per se you know it's just an example uh, JB what about your thoughts on the 49ers defense and the way that they played tonight did you feel like the Rams just meet met their match again or you know is this maybe a formidable 49ers team for the for the long haul yeah I mean your longest play was 18 yards and that was a pass to Cooper Cup so not a lot of explosive type plays, but really the offense was still getting the ball down the field and putting together drives. And I think that's really encouraging, but, and that's something it's a criticism I've had of Matthew Stafford that, you know, he hasn't been patient enough to do that. And I, I found that I was, you know, for the most part through three quarters, I was really impressed in that regard. And, you know, I, this rushing attack, it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, you know, Cam Akers, I thought he really lacked a sense of urgency. He did have that fourth down conversion. That was really important when the Rams are trying to get back into the game. But really, I give credit to Rob Havenstein for road grading. And he I think he pulled and cleared the middle on that play. And that was really impressive. But, uh, you know, Cam Akers, he had a couple drop passes. He he just kind of looked lackadaisical out there. And I think that's really scary. And uh, m- moving forward for the future of this franchise, the Rams really need a do-it-all type workhorse back. They need an elite talent. and. You know, whenever you think back to the days, the 2018 Rams offense, it was high flying. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley just brought such a spark, uh, both the run and pass game. And it's and it gives you an element of physicality that this offense doesn't have. They're way too finesse right now. They get bullied and, you know, it lets the defense kind of tee off on the pass because, you know, they know Matthew Stafford. He dropped back. He threw 48 times and, you know, another six sacks or whatever. You know, that's over 50 dropbacks. You can't have that against uh, a defense like this in the 49ers especially with Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead left early, but, you know, Samson Ebukam, you really felt, felt his presence late in that game. And uh, it's really the game script played into the 49ers hands, unfortunately tonight. Yeah, it uh, definitely did. And it's just hard to remake up for some of those missed opportunities. Sometimes usually always, you know, if you miss opportunities in the red zone or, you know, uh, if, if the other team makes a mistake or you make a mistake um, and, you know, the 49ers are definitely a team that we knew going into the year, had a lot of talented players, just wasn't sure how they were going to mix that up around Trey Lance. And then they go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. JB, do you think that the 49ers would have had a better upper? Like, do you think how much different do you think the Rams would have had a better opportunity if Trey Lance was out there tonight? 
I mean, maybe because on third down, you know, Garoppolo was clutch. And in that regard, he just, he, he kept the chains moving. And, you know, Darion Kendrick was really close to, you know, at least knocking the ball away, maybe getting an interception. And that turned into a 57-yard catch and run by Debo Samuel, who started on the left side, cut all the way to the right. And that's a really impressive run by him. There's not a lot of players in the NFL that can make a play like that. But if you take that away and, you know, you take away the pick six, really like, you know, the Rams defense did enough to, to get you a win in this game. And, you know, Garoppolo, he, he's going to give you opportunities to make plays. I know Grant Haley had his opportunity to get a hand on one. Jalen Ramsey kind of swatted that screen play and it toss up in the air. But whenever you're playing Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, when you have those opportunities, you have to make the most of them. The ball just didn't bounce your way. And, you know, there's also that kick return where there's a fumble. Jordan Fuller forced it, which we can get into. Why is like Jordan Fuller, what a fall from grace from being your defensive captain a year ago to playing special teams on a kickoff. Uh, that's really tr- problematic for him. But, you know, the ball just – that was a big opportunity for the Rams to get back in this game. The ball bounced the other way, and that's just kind of how it went tonight for L.A. Chris, I, it's a fun question, I think. So I want to give you the same opportunity to talk about, do you think the game would have gone any differently if it was Trey Lance? Maybe, but uh, I think we would have just found other problems. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's not a world beater. He just gets the ball out. I mean, quick passes. We've been beaten with the 49ers have had it. Lesser quarterback, a lesser quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, yeah. it's it's not. I think they're better with Jimmy Garoppolo, and maybe this game does go a little bit different. But we got zero sacks on Jimmy Garoppolo. I think with Trey Lance's mobility, we still probably would have been in trouble um, trying to get the quarterback on the ground. I don't think the quarterback beat us. I think the system continued to beat us yeah you know i uh think that's interesting too you know uh jb you're right when you say also the 17 points allowed um is a good mark on the road against you know a team that at least has you know some talented players although you know we didn't hear george kittle very often we didn't hear brandon Ayuk very often unless he was in a fight um and the 49ers they're just uh, there was there was definitely the parts to take out, but you know, are the 49ers formidable? Um, are they expected to score more than 17 points in any game? You know, this the what do they score? 10 points against the Broncos, you know, the the Seahawks, it was like they just didn't need to score that many points. And uh, then they scored like 10 points in week one. So I just don't even know how good the 49ers offense is, especially without uh, Trent Williams. So I do kind of think about the zero sacks. Um, on a team that had such a, you know, even though the 49ers are adept and Jimmy Garoppolo is adept at getting the ball out quickly, you know, zero sacks in that situation, zero. He looked so bad and against the Broncos one week earlier, going off with that backup left tackle. And this week, there was no problem for it. Finishes with 8.9 yards per attempt. Um, I just didn't think that they really needed, again, to score a lot of points. Um, and Jeff Wilson, 32 yard touchdown run. Debo Samuel had maybe the play of the year right now. Um, as far as like sort of viral plays, cause, and it's a lot of that was predicated on missed opportunities by the, the defenders on the field. Um, it just kind of felt to me like the defense did play poorly and that's just, you know, kind of, I just think that they did play kind of poorly. JB, if, 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 do you think that, like, what are your thoughts there on some of those uh, points? 
Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the Rams moved around Aaron Donald to the edge to kind of take advantage of more coming in for, for the backup left tackle who also got injured. You know, Trent Williams' backup got injured there on the third string. And then they just threw the ball right over Aaron Donald's head to Debo Samuel, who converted like a third and 13. And that's whenever you were down eight points. And, you know, luckily Robbie Gold missed a field goal. He didn't turn it to 11 points, but, uh, you know, that really could have sealed the game at that point too. So you try to move Aaron Donald around to take advantage. They see it coming and, you know, and then they checkmate your, what, I don't really know how to play chess, but, you know, you, you punch, they counter punch and they make you look kind of silly. Yeah, no, um, it was just, it was, it was interesting to sort of see Aaron Donald kind of not disappear in this game, but, you know, it seems like a good opportunity to have an impact. If you're an Aaron Donald, uh, seems like a good opportunity for Bobby Wagner. And, you know, uh, it is interesting. Jordan Fuller's fall from grace. And then, you know, seeing Taylor Rapp kind of highlighted or low lighted, uh, on that Debo Samuel play when there's, when he's already under fire all the time from, you know, a lot of Rams fans and that whole safety situation, uh, Chris, what were your overall thoughts maybe on the defense and whether or not, you know, they've looked better at points this season. So just real quick, uh, something that you said earlier about um, how Jimmy Garoppolo and 49ers looked against the Broncos and other games like that. So I think before we went on air, I told you, I viewed the 49ers as two different teams, 49ers against the rest of the league, 49ers against the Rams. It's different when they suit up against the Rams. They like to play the Rams. Um, going back to our to how our defense performed, I just, we got to tackle better. It's Debo. He 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 put up a Debo highlight reel, which is what he tends to do in games against the Rams. Just think about not even this game. Think about all the big plays that he has made against the Rams and think about how many of those could have been erased if the first guy that had an opportunity got him to the ground. You got to wrap up. Like We didn't really get the chance to see how they did in the red zone because they never had to deal with the red zone because they were scoring on big plays. Our defense played well to an extent. The big plays killed us. Just like I think Troy Eggman was all over it. The difference up until later in the fourth quarter, the difference was a couple big plays. The uh, first touchdown run was 30-some-odd yards, and then Debo went for 57 on that miraculous catching run. That really just tore my heart out of my chest. Those big plays, and we didn't match with any big plays. If you're giving up, just like when someone scores, you want to counter. You want to answer. We didn't have a single answer. And JB, if you play chess, you'd like it, man. Chess is awesome. <laughs> I think that uh, yeah, the Rams were um, playing something else tonight, and it, it just didn't really work out. And it does kind of call into question as well about I think just some of the ways that the the decisions that the team has made, the resources, and the way they've used them. You know, the last few draft classes, that's where you're supposed to be getting these useful role-playing starters, these non-liabilities starting on the offense and defense because the team has spent so much money on, you know, five or six players. 
And that includes Leonard Floyd, who does not have a sack this season. That includes, um, you know, Allen Robinson, who does not have a hundred yards yet. That includes, you know, spending money on, you know, just sort of, uh, well, Bobby Wagner, you know, he's only really, he's got a five-year, $50 million contract. Maybe you could call it a one-year, $10 million contract. Um, but that's one of your big resources, spending on a Jalen Ramsey and Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and now Joseph Noteboom. And it's like, if those players aren't playing up to the amount of value that you've given them to say that this is what you're worth to us, then you really need to be held up by your draft picks, your cheap players, your valuable players. But they seem to be, you know, falling like flies in the face of like, yes, there's an Ernest Jones. Um, but then some nights those guys won't have good games and Ben Skowernick, you know, who shouldn't be your number two receiver doesn't have good games. And then sort of Jordan Fuller will go up and then down. So that's, uh, sort of the big issues I think facing the Rams from a more of a, a large picture view, um, JB, just your thoughts on some of, you know, maybe the worst or decision or, or maybe something to do differently or, you know, whether it's more the draft or free agency, what would you say is the biggest root problem here? Yeah. And you mentioned that the Rams aren't getting the value out of these recent signings and you left a big one out and that's paying, you know, your quarterback $40 million and he hasn't played like he's worth $40 million so far this year. He's leading the league in interceptions with six. It could be a lot more, hell of a lot more just based on the way he's played. And yeah, the offensive line has been a problem, but you know, the Rams, they've been successful when they acquired these stars. Jalen Ramsey was a home run hit. Uh, you go on and on and on, but you know, Allen Robinson is really the first one where you look at it and you say, you traded Robert Woods for a six round pick. You basically gave him away for free just to bring in Allen Robinson. And he's, he's been, you know, a nothing burger. He, you know, he can't separate. And what would this team be like with Robert Woods in the fold? I don't know that it'd be much different just because, you know, he has a really similar skill set to Cooper Cup, Ben Skronik, and especially whenever you think about bringing Van Jefferson back in, uh, you know, they're kind of clones of each other. But that, that's a really baffling decision. I don't know if the Rams maybe misevaluated what Robinson has left in the tank, but uh, it's a baffling decision up to this point. Good thing we're only a quarter way through the season. Maybe he can redeem himself over the remainder of it. Yeah, and also uh, you're 100% right, not a $40 million quarterback to this point. I mean, we'll rank in the bottom 10 of most passing categories when I check tomorrow. Um, so not a, not, a, you know, not a good situation there. And then on the draft, you know, some of these day two picks like Taylor Rapp and Terrell Burgess and Tutu Atwell and even Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson were on day two if you're picking a running back. You better pick a, you know, probably a pretty damn good running back. Um, so it's kind of interesting there, Chris, same question to you that I posed to JB about the resources, the money spent, the draft. So I, I can't really complain because at the end of the day, the strategy proved to work. It got a Super Bowl last year. So I'm not going to discredit the strategy yet. Okay. I can't discredit the strategy. It proved to work. We didn't, we shouldn't have expected like a legitimate dynasty. We should have expected to compete this year and let's see what happens. You know, the NFC was supposed to be weak this year. Meanwhile, you look at 
the damn NFC East and what the hell's really going on out here in the NFC. So I, I'm not going to discredit the strategy yet. Uh, but what I will say about the offense, I do want to say something about the offense. And it's it's scary. Quarterbacks, offensive line, running backs, wide receivers. The only position group that we're really not saying we've got a big problem with is tight end. Everything else has a question mark about it right now on offense. And just like JB said, this might be the offense because we don't have the answers to fix those questions right now. Yeah, um, don't don't have uh, that right now. And, and last year's strategy to be able to acquire Von Miller and Odo Beckham was largely based on being seven and one. And uh, this team is not going to be seven and one; they're two and two. So, need to turn around next week and get a win against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, who are three and zero in their last three games with Cooper Rush a quarterback. Don't know yet if it'll be Rush or Dak Prescott. And that's a crucial game, you know, to sort of set a tone. But then the next week against the Carolina Panthers, I feel like that's really just like a game to say going up against Baker Mayfield's Carolina Panthers can't look as bad as them need to look much better than them at this point. Um, So that's kind of the upcoming schedule. We're about to run out of time here. Chris Daniel, JB Scott, Turf Show Times, the Instant Reaction Podcast. Hit subscribe and go to turfshowtimes.com to read all the post-game reaction. Come back next time for a preview of the Cowboys. Um, Chris, JB, say a word before we go. Micah Parsons next week, that's terrifying. I'm concerned about the Cowboys. There you have it.